Okay, so uh, we're, we're going to skip any handshake time because we're just, we're, time's going by really fast. Karina, uh, there's a lady named Karina Louts that's going to preach to you. <laughs> and I could vouch for the fact that whatever she's got to say, it's really big on her heart. I, I, could, I could hear it all week. And um, so here you go. Thank you. Do I want to go up there? Do I want to stay down here? What? What do I want to do, Russ? Okay, I'm going to go up here. All right, and can I do this in half an hour? Hmm, because we've been ending at 8.30? Let's see. We'll see what, we'll see what God wants to do. That was so good. Thank you. Uh, everybody stand up and stretch since we're not taking time to greet each other. Stretch. Move around, touch your toes if you can. I can't quite touch my toes anymore. Stretch, all that good stuff. All right. Guys good? Okay, um, so we'll see how this goes. And I don't, I'm not going to rush through anything. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're moving. And thank you for everything you've done tonight so far, God. I thank you for what you're doing in Uganda and we, we bless the people there. We bless, bless, bless in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. So um, I had a dream a while, uh, maybe a few weeks ago. And in the dream, I woke up in this house that wasn't familiar. And I was, felt stuck in this house. Um, I was trying to find my way out. And I was going from room to room to room. And... I felt like, okay, I know there's an exit, and I feel like in my head I can see the exit, but I couldn't find it. So the more anxious I got in the dream, um, the more cluttered each room got. And how many of you hate clutter and all that stuff and hoarding and things? So, um, yeah, each room was getting more and more cluttered. And I thought, okay, surely there's an exit, but I kept getting very anxious, and I felt like I was getting in my head in the dream. And um, so all this fear started to build, and um, I'm like, okay, I think I see the way out. So I go out, and it's just more outside rooms with clutter, and, but there's Mack trucks, and they're like trying to run me over. Like, this does not seem like a very redeeming dream for you dream interpreters. I don't know. But um, anyway, I'm not, I'm not so gifted in that area. I usually have to ask for help. But um, so anyway, yeah, the more I tried to find my way out in my own strength, the more anxious I got, the more lost I got, the more hopeless I got. And um, so God started talking to me about the traffic in my head and the clutter and how the clutter in my head could cloud my vision, and um, things just start to get really confusing. So Paul um, talks about imaginations and high things as fortresses and strongholds, and I've even heard a teaching that these places are real in the spirit realm, that um, kind of like those cluttered rooms, that these are these fortresses and these high and lofty things, these imaginations are real in the spirit realm and can bring lots of confusion. So um, I'm going to talk to you guys about, um, let's see, a renewed mind. So Todd made this awesome slideshow. Come on, that is so cool. Yeah. I always give him ideas, and then he makes them so much better than what I could have imagined. He's so creative. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so we're going to talk about 
um, how God renews our mind and renews our thinking. So um, in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3, it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. The weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments in every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God and take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So Paul uses this very militant language, like we're going to wage war because our mind, a lot of you may feel this way, our mind is really a lot of times like a battlefield and there's so much going on all the time that Paul's like, this is like, we need to wage war on this thing. And I don't know, I, I was feeling all day, um, man, you know, I am so, um, I have so much compassion for people that really are struggling in their mind where, you know, you just are so tired of the noise because I've been there and I mean, I still get to that place sometimes, but I really want to see God bring some breakthrough and um, yeah, let's just go after this thing. Um, so, you know, our pain really affects how we think and what we believe. So when we get healing, when God begins to heal our hearts, um, you know, our thoughts begin to change. But I really feel that, um, well, I really believe this, that I know from personal experience that the enemy will magnify our thoughts and what we're, we're going through to bring confusion to um, a place where it's even hard to even receive healing. So um, it's like everything. It's like you, maybe you feel like I'm, I'm a nobody. Nobody sees me. And then the enemy will just kick you while you're down. You guys, anyone else ever feel that way? Um, like, okay, God, I know this is an area I need healing. Um, and we're open and ready to receive from the Lord. And then it's like, bam, you know, like the enemy knows our weaknesses and will um, magnify things to where we just spiral and we stay in this... Um, so, I mean, it's almost like a merry-go-round, which is supposed to be fun, but you're going in circles and circles, and um, you can't get off. That's kind of what it's like. It's no fun. <laughs> um, but there is hope. So, um, And I really feel that, I know for me personally, too, the area that, um, that you struggle with the most in your thoughts is the area that you're going to get the biggest breakthrough. I have full confidence in that and I declare that over you if you're struggling with feeling like you're a nobody and the enemy has been kicking you and beating you up over that you are gonna so get breakthrough let me tell you you are gonna that is probably your life's message to preach to other people so be encouraged okay guys um, I'm convinced of that the those thoughts when they start spiraling like that the enemy's plan I don't like talking a lot about the enemy, but I feel also like, let's just expose what he's up to because, <laughs> you know what, um, it ain't working no more. But his plan is to immobilize you. And so where you can't even move forward in your dreams and what God's called you to because you're, you're on this spiraling, um, I don't know what it is, but you can't get off. And that's not going to, that's not okay. It's really not okay. Um, so for me, I know, um, let's see, when I was a teenager, I've shared some of my testimony that I was in a really abusive relationship for many years, and um, I just felt like I could never speak up for myself. I felt like I didn't have a voice. Even when I would try to cry out for help, 
I couldn't, I didn't even have the words. I couldn't even utter help most of the time. And um, then I came to the Lord, thankfully, when I was 18, and I started finding I have a voice. And Todd would always encourage me, I see you speaking in front of people, and I would tell him, no, never, never, I'm never going to do that. I'm going to hide behind you where it's nice and safe. And, um, you know, the very thing that you struggle with is the thing you're probably supposed to be doing. So um, when I did start to find my voice, I was so critical of myself. And every time I would have a conversation with someone, every time I had to speak in front of people, I would just like be so caught up in these lies would just torment me and I felt like I would pick apart every single thing I said and felt like everybody hates me, I, I sound so stupid, nobody likes me, um, I should just stay quiet, I shouldn't say anything. And um, it took a lot of years to really believe that um, God delights in me, that I had something to say, and that it wasn't even about really what I said or if I messed up or not, but that God still delights in me and I would see his face and, and um, he's pleased with me. But it took time. You know, it wasn't like a suddenly wish, which I... That would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be nice to have that instant healing. Um, but... Yeah, honestly, even still, I still struggle with that. Whenever I have to do something new, I posted on Facebook, like I had to go speak to this um, Rotary Club, and I was so gripped with fear because it was something new, and I didn't know what to expect. I thought it was going to be a room full of like 80 men, but thankfully there ended up being women there. And um, for some reason, you know, you, you hear that, and then all these lies start coming, and you feel like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so horrible. And um, so, yeah, this is what it looks like for me. I will, like, tell Todd and the kids, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. I'm going to sound, it's going to be horrible. And what if this? What if I fall? What if I say the wrong thing? What if I forget? And all these what ifs start going and going. And then Todd just hugs me and tells me it's going to be okay. And Sierra, she's so sweet. She's always like, she does this thing. She's like, shh. But it's not like that, shh, be quiet, like the teacher. It's always like really calming. It's going to be okay, mom. She's so peaceful and sweet. And I'm like, oh, okay. Everything's going to be okay. I could do this. Um, but yeah, it, it, I don't know if you guys struggle with that, but like it's one little thought or um, lie and then it, it spirals and spirals unless, unless you really catch it. And you're like, Jesus, I need your truth right now. So um, I'm going to talk about some of that. Um, it's important that you surround yourself with people who are for you and who will be honest with you when you're not listening to the voice of truth. And, I mean, I have people like that around me. I'm so grateful because a lot of times we don't even know we're doing it, and they, they stop me, and, you know, they empathize with me and, and speak truth to my heart, and it's good. So um, fear comes in, and um, I heard this once, that it's the false evidence appearing real. Um, it's not real. It's really not. It seems like it's real, and j just because something feels true doesn't mean that it is true. But it feels that way. You know, when fear grips you and the, the lies come, it feels so real. That's why we need the voice of, of God speaking to us and people that love us saying, you know what? 
maybe really ask God if that is real. Um, so when Jesus came, we became, when he came to us, to us, we became new creations. And he, he gave us a new mind and all of that, new heart. Um, and then he still uses present tense action verbs after the cross, like renew, take hold, do. Um, so he invites us into a relationship with him where we get to participate with him and um, we get to live out every day what he paid for on the cross. It, it's, it's ongoing. Colossians 3, uh, verse 2, one of my favorite scriptures says, Set your mind, set now, set your mind on things above, not on the things of the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So the word set, I like to see what words mean because I think it's so cool. In the Greek, it means to make an ongoing decision to every day wake up uh, and make a decision to set our heart, our mind on things above. It, you know, life comes, pain comes, and um, you know, we need to wake up every day. His mercies are new every morning. So it's an ongoing thing. Just like Bill was, this, this message I feel like follows up with what Bill talked about last week. If you weren't here, please listen to it on the podcast. It was really good. Really good. And he talked about, um, you know, sorrow lasts for a night, but joy comes. There's a new joy coming to you in the morning. And so, um, yeah, there's new mercies for you. And um, God continually invites us to, to come to him every day. We need him. We need you, God. And to press, there's like a restart, refresh button every day. There's something new that he has for you every day, and we have to take hold of it. You know, he's doing a new thing, and he's renewing our minds. He's asking us, set your mind, set your heart on me every day. Don't look to what I did yesterday. Do it now. Do it every day. What time is it? Okay. So um, I really like this, what Chris Vallotton said. Um, he did a really great message on the mind, and he said, most of us don't control what we think. Our minds control us. You have power over what you think. We need to become accustomed to disciplining our minds. Yeah. When we get in the habit of telling our mind what to think, it soon becomes muscle memory. It's not what you think that changes you. It's what you will. It's an act of your will. And God invites us to participate with him and in our thought life, too. Um, because I feel like, you know, I know for me personally, a lot of times my thoughts, it's like, well, whatever's in there, whatever comes, you know, but God is saying, no, you get to participate. You get to control what, what kind of thoughts you have. If you're having thoughts that aren't of me, you get to discipline yourself into thinking God thoughts and, um, you know, being intentional about it, not just sitting back and like, well, whatever, whatever comes, but, um, yeah, so I encourage you guys with that. Um, I know when, when my kids, when our kids were little, um, a lot of times I, I just felt like there was some fears and there was some stuff like that. Like I was always worried that something bad was going to happen to them. Um, it took me, I had to read this book, Wild at Heart, by John Eldridge before. It was a really good book. If you're a mom of boys... Um, to really like release Josiah, my son, into being the boy that he was because he was always getting hurt and always having fun and very adventurous. Um, but before that, uh, 
I, you know, I would be gripped with fear of things happening to my kids, what if? And then the enemy would just play on that and my, the imaginations would start going when you'd send them off to school or send them off wherever or you weren't around them like something bad's going to happen. And um, so what can start out as wisdom and like good boundaries in anything that we're doing um, can quickly change into fear if we're not submitting our thought life to the Lord and at, inviting him into our lives and our our hearts so um i love the scripture it's important that we remember that god says he hasn't given us a spirit of fear and timidity but of love power and a sound mind and some versions say self-discipline to have a sound mind that is part of our inheritance of the cross to have a sound mind to have god thoughts that's your inheritance yes Um, let's see here. Okay. I love this iPad, how you can tap it. And anyway, so uh, David in the cave of... So um, in 1 Samuel, David was... And I love this story. David was anointed to succeed Saul as king. Many of you know this story, but um, then he, the next thing you know, he's on the run from Saul and from his enemies, and he runs to hide in the cave of Adullam. Am I saying that right? Okay, Thanks. Um, so most archaeologists believe that this cave is not far from where David killed Goliath. So David, it's so interesting, and David, here he is, um, celebrated for killing Goliath, and then the next thing you know, he's hiding like a criminal. And uh, I don't know many, if any of you guys have ever felt that way, where maybe you had seasons where you had a lot of favor, and then the next minute, you know, it's like these highs and lows that God is teaching us that he's with us in those times. So that's where David was at. And then his family follows him to the cave. And then men that are down and out, all the little, I don't know what they would be considering our day, just men who are down and out follow him there also. And then he ends up leading 400 men at this cave. Um, so I really think that's interesting how David's family, because before he, he had all this other, these challenges in his family dynamics, and then his family follows him there. And once again, God's saying, it's so important that you invite people to be with you, even in the cave, in the pits in your life, that you don't isolate, that you, you know, it's so important also to get your strength from the Lord, to not look to people constantly to fill you, but um, to, to know that you need to surround yourself with healthy people. Because sometimes, you know, when you're in a dark place, you can't really see clearly and you need people around you who can help you see the light. So David's in that place, and, oh, let me go, how do I don't know how to go back, anyway, I'm not going to even try, but, um, so Adullam means refuge, and, um, yeah, isn't that cool? Um, you've all, I know I have, and I'm sure many of you have had seasons in your life where you felt like you were in a cave, and you can easily become a victim to your circumstance, you can get, fall into that pit of despair, but God says, I, mean, I meant for your cave to be a refuge for you, where you would grow through your challenges, where you would cling to me, where you would find out who you are. You become a leader in that place. Allow those, the pain, allow that dark place to really um, strengthen you. And it's a choice. It really is a choice. I, I've chosen both at different times in my life. Um, and Dave, oh, someone put 
Psalms are so great. Um, the scripture in Psalm, uh, I love this one. David says, cries out to God and says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. He's saying, God, I know I have anxious thoughts and I need you to test me in this. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. He's submitting himself to the Lord. He's continually saying, God, here's my thoughts. What do you say about it? I know I have anxiety. Um, if there's anything in you that doesn't line up with who you say I am, tell me. So I was like, let that be my life first, God. <laughs> so good. Let's see, I might skip some of this. So I feel like, um, I don't say I feel like, I know that um, sometimes things, these little small hurts that we have, we have these little, ouch, like a sting, an owie. Um, and we, if it's not given to God, if we don't allow God into that place, then you know, it's like another small thing and another small thing and another small thing until eventually, you know, all of a sudden now I have a case against God and I have a case against people. And um, I've done it. <laughs> I've done it. Um, and sometimes we want to hold on to that case and we want to build an argument. It's like a court scene, I kind of see it as, because we feel like it justifies our pain. And if we somehow let go of it, that um, we're not going to receive the justice that we deserve. And I don't know if you guys have felt like that, but I have. <laughs> um, I remember I was going through something a while back, and I was so having a really hard time. And I could feel myself spiraling. And um, I, I was in the car driving somewhere, and I felt God saying, I want you to listen to this worship song. You know, it's, I, like he was saying, I'm going to bring peace to you. I did the whole, no, the pity party. I'm going to be totally honest with you guys. I was like, no, because I know that if I do that, then I'm going to feel better. And I don't want to feel better. I want to feel pity. <laughs> I deserve to be upset for a while. <laughs> like, no, I know that worship's going to help. That's, I know it sounds crazy, but that's how, that's how I, yeah. Thank you. It sounds real. Okay. You been there? Okay, good. Um, but, you know, sometimes it feels like if I, it, it feels like I have to let go of this pain. Like, it's not fair. I'm not seeing justice. But Jesus is so good. He's so kind. He is so patient. And he doesn't force us to do anything. He never forces us. He's like, okay, you can stay in the pity party. That's fine. I'm not going to make you listen to worship, make you worship me. We don't have to serve a God like that. Um, Jesus acknowledges our pain and empathize, empathize, em, I can't talk, empathizes with our heart to bring healing. I feel myself needing, like I need to rush. Um, yeah. So um, he doesn't ignore it. He doesn't want us to pretend like everything's butterflies and rainbows. He's like, no, it's okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit with you a while. I'm going to be your ever-present help in time of trouble. And um, when we're ready to come to him, he so wants to bring peace to our hearts. He, you know, I always see like our mind and our thoughts. I, I, I'm such a visual person, so I see waters. You know, I, see, I know when inside there's like tumultuous waters and things are crazy on inside. There's like a storm and, and Jesus comes and he calms the storm and he brings peace and he wants the waters to settle. And um, that's how I kind of see my heart and my mind. So he so wants that for us. He so does, and he's so patient. 
Um, here we go. What time is it? Okay. Yeah, so Ephesians 4.23 says, uh, Let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So, um, here's the thing. Having a renewed mind doesn't mean just asking God for his thoughts. He's asking us to get rid of our old way of thinking in exchange for his. So there is an exchange that happens. Um, he does want to give us his, his thoughts, and um, they're always good. But there is an exchange that needs to take place. So I want to talk to you guys uh, for a minute here about some practical things, which I always love. I like lists. and um, There's no formula, though. There really isn't, you know. Holy Spirit likes to do things how Holy Spirit wants to do. But these things have helped me. Um, Ask Jesus, does this line, this thought line up with what you say about me? Ask him, you know, or if there's someone that's close to you, someone that you trust, you know, that loves you, ask them to um, invite them into that place. Does this, this thought line up with what God says about me? I'm not sure. If you're not sure, ask. Um, Take a thought captive before it becomes a stronghold. Like David, he got in the habit of submitting his thoughts before the Lord. You know, um, a little thing comes and uh, grab it. Like, it's like, so visual, like, I'm just going to grab that thing and say, God, I'm not going to let this thing take root. The little things will come, and, you know, if you don't deal with it, you don't submit it to God, it it becomes a bigger thing. Uh, make a list of thoughts that seem to easy, easily spiral, and on the other side, ask God what he wants to say about them. So if, you, if you're having thoughts like, um, what I say doesn't matter, nobody likes me, I'm not important, I'm not worthy of love and attention, um, I'm always going to struggle like this. Make, let's just start journaling, writing those things down, and then take time with the Lord and say, God, what do you say about these things? What do you want me to know about this stuff? What's your heart? And it's always going to be good. He's always going to tell you that you matter. He's always going to tell you how important you are and that you're so worthy of love and all of his attention. Right. Let's see. Okay. Start declaring the truth. Um, Yeah, that's a good one. Declare the things that he says about you. Um, And then, oh, can you guys see that? Okay, it says don't fill in the blanks. And uh, this one's really important. And I believe, um, I think I was talking to Russ about this, and maybe Brene Brown talks about this in her book. Does she? Okay, which it's um, Rising Strong. Yeah, she talks about some of this in her book. Not filling in the blanks. When you have partial information, how many of you guys have done this? Um, When you don't have all the answers, a lot of times we tend to want to know the answers, so we fill in the blanks with what we think things could be, what a situation might be, what somebody thinks about us. We fill in the blanks um, to make ourselves feel more comfortable because, you know, it doesn't feel good to not know, and we don't like question marks, but sometimes we we need to be okay with... There, we need to be okay with some missing puzzle pieces sometimes. And I know if you're like me, when you're putting a puzzle together and you like get to the end and there's like a missing puzzle piece, you're like, oh, it's not complete, but it's okay to not have all the pieces. It's okay. That I think um, 
for myself and most people I talk to, that's where things start to really spiral when we begin to fill in those blanks with what we think we know. Well, they're probably thinking this. Well, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know why that person didn't say hi to me. They probably hate me. You know, I mean, I know it sounds um, extreme, but you can really go there sometimes. And a lot of times, if you take the time to maybe ask someone, it's as simple as, oh, I didn't see you or something. But, you know, our mind and our thoughts, when there is pain there, we can tend to spiral and go down these roads. And so it's so important to just stop and say, okay, Holy Spirit, I can feel myself doing this. I feel on the inside that the water is getting really unsettled and let's stop and find out what's really going on before we go down this, this spiral that really ends in a dark place. And, and I so don't want, I'm like fighting for you guys. <laughs> you know, like I, this is so our inheritance and so what God wants for us to come out of some of these thought patterns. Um, surround yourself with people, like I said, who love you and who will help you see your blind spots. We all have them. It's okay that you have blind spots and there's nothing wrong with you. We don't have the full picture. Um, we need each other. So it's really okay that, that um, you don't have to know it all. You don't have to have it all together, as Misha was saying earlier. It's a really good word. Um, isn't that such good news? That's so good to know. Yes. Um, is it 8.30? All right, we'll get the kids in a minute. Um, yeah, so I, you know, sometimes we get so familiar with certain um, thought patterns, and like I, I, I always do this. When this happens, I, th I think this, and then this happens, and then this happens, and it, it's how, how, it how things always go for me. And um, I feel like it's time to get out of those stagnant waters. The familiarity is, is the water is not flowing in that place. And um, yeah, God's going to start to show us, okay, what's really not working for us anymore? What's, it's things, some of these thought patterns really aren't working. They're not helping us. And we're staying in the same place. And I don't want to be in the same place. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm like, I want to go somewhere. I, I want, it, it's time for us to really move from glory to glory because ah, we are not going to be an immobile people, you know, stuck in the same place. And I, I want to also emphasize that, like I said, Jesus is so present with us. He is so willing to sit with us and, you know, we can pour out to him. And then after a while, after five, ten years, he's like, okay, you know, like, like we talked about last week, the, the man at the pool of Bethesda, it's like, well, Pick up your mat and walk. You can walk now. It's time to walk. And um, you really have what it takes. And um, this is not, I'm not talking about doing things in your own strength. It's inviting God into that place. And you're going to be surprised at what you had in you all along to overcome some things. You guys, some of you guys have overcome some really horrible things. And you have um, decided to pick up your mat and walk. And um, this thing that you're struggling with right now, the, these thoughts that have taken you down this road, God is so gonna, you're gonna so overcome this with God. You really are. You you are. It's time. It's really time. Okay. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. 
it's always good when you walked through it yourself, I guess. And I'm still walking through it. And um, I was talking to Susan before earlier, like, oh, Susan, I don't know about this message. And um, I really just don't know. And she's so encouraging and uh, so sweet. But um, yeah, really, I think um, your message is what you're currently walking through. You don't have to overcome it. You are a message. Your life is a message. And um, be encouraged by that, guys. Okay? Um, God wants to, us to receive new mercies, new grace every day. Here we go. I like this one, Todd. This is so good. Step into the river of life. Um, it's by his spirit. It's by God's spirit that he's going to bring freedom to us in these um, destructive thought patterns. And I want to say this, too, that, um, you know, it's, gosh, I have been there where shame would grip me. Like, I can't believe I'm still struggling with the same destructive thoughts and spiraling and goodness. And, and God is, I just want to bless you guys right now that shame is not yours. And when you talk about it and when you bring it out into the light and you let other people surround you, that shame goes. Shame cannot stand in the light. Um, you're not alone. Raise your, let's just do this. Raise your hand if you've ever had certain thoughts that have taken you down a, a bad path and the enemy, you feel like the enemy's kicking you when you're down. See? Okay, so look around the room right now. Whoa, you guys are not alone. You're not alone. And we're going to go after this together. So um, oh, let's just let's pray right now. Everybody, let's just stand up right now. And it is 8.30, so um, maybe in like one or two minutes, go get your kids and bring them in and let the, invite them into this place. I didn't, oh, I didn't ask him ahead of time. Thank you. He's going to play. I have favor with him. Uh, so nice to be married to a worship leader. You know, when he's, he or Sierra at home and they need to practice a song for Saturday night, I'm like, oh, good, and I get to stand there and listen and soak in what they're singing while they practice, but it's, it's so good, worship and all that good stuff. Or when they're having their private time with the Lord, I get to lean in and worship. It's a good thing. Jesus, yeah, we posture ourselves to receive from you right now, God. You are so good and so faithful, and you so care for our hearts. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that you're so moved with compassion for us, that those that have just been tormented, I feel like there's just, you know, there's some different areas in your heart that you're trying to like bring to the Lord and you've been struggling with and you know that God wants to bring truth to but there's been you've been tormented and the thoughts and um, have been so destructive thank you spirit of God that you would come right now Holy Spirit come and move on our hearts and on our minds right now Jesus Just tell him in your heart or say it out loud, I need you, God. I need you to come through for me. We need you, Jesus. We can't do this on our own. We can't do this in our own strength. It's by your spirit that you're going to bring breakthrough for us because you love us and you're moved with compassion for us. 
go ahead and invite Jesus into that place where you felt alone, you felt scared. Jesus, thank you that you're so safe. Maybe some of you are afraid to let him that close, and that's okay because he's not going to push himself on you. He doesn't push himself. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, right now I ask that you would renew our minds. You would renew our thoughts. Thank you that you would give us... um, new life if you're ready go ahead and say Jesus I exchange these thought patterns that aren't working for me and I invite you Jesus I invite your thoughts what are your thoughts toward me guys to do something really brave now because I feel like there's some of you who really feel tormented and you know these thoughts that you have before you even wake up in the morning you're not even fully conscious and all of a sudden the lies come the spiral all these thoughts come and you're not even fully awake and you just feel like you can't get a break you can't think straight you can't you can't you know the relationships that you've been in It's just been very challenging. I'm going to actually ask you to come to the front because there's something in just saying, Jesus, I need you. I need you, God. I need you to come through for me. I need you, God. I can't do this on my own. I feel stuck and I can't find my way out and I feel like I've lost my way. feel like you can't find your way home. Jesus is so moved with compassion. He cries over you. He's so with you. He's so gentle and so loving and so kind. I just want to ask everyone that didn't come forward to just release compassion over these ones to release empathy right now. As the compassion and the empathy covers these ones that they would feel seen and known and that that would break off the shame right now. In Jesus' name, the shame would have to go right now. You are not alone. You are so not alone. Thank you, Jesus. And just like we talked about last week where the angel came and stirred the water at the pool of Bethesda, I ask those of you, that are sitting out there to stir the water over these ones, to stir the water. We stir up the water in the spirit and we ask for your healing to come right now. I thank you that you've given these ones a sound mind, that your peace would come and settle. And and Jesus, I ask that you would break off just anything that's tormenting them in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. 
your peace come and that I pray God that you would stir the waters stir the waters like the Lord is coming up to each one of you and saying you've been thinking that you're supposed to have it all together all by yourself you were never supposed to have it all together by yourself you were never supposed to have all the answers you were never supposed to get it right the first time that was never the truth you are enough being just yourself. That's the truth. That's the truth. It's always been his job to make up the difference for you. It's always been his job. It's always been his delight. Anything that's missing, that's his job. That's his job. You can trust him. You can trust him. his delight to be your helper. That's why when Jesus left, he sent the Holy Spirit to be your helper because we all need this help. So if you want that right now, ask Holy Spirit to come and reveal to you in a fresh way, what does that mean for me? To have a helper, to have a counselor, to have a friend, always here it's because we all need this we all do he's right here he'll never turn away yeah as Todd's going to sing over you and I, I really have full confidence that there's some freedom and breakthrough happening tonight. There's some relief. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And that when those thoughts come, that they're going to be held captive. That Jesus is going to hold those thoughts captive and that there's going to be a, a new way of thinking, a new way of doing things. Thank you for freedom. Freedom, freedom, freedom. Father, I ask, Lord, that you would just come right now and we all agree together that you would come against any cosmic beings, any attacks of the enemy on any person here in the room. And I declare each of you, each of your bodies to be the temple of the Holy Spirit and nothing else to dwell there and nothing else to be around you either that you'd be surrounded with angels I lose we, we lose angels around you to preserve you guardian angels thank you father for sending them to each one of us in this room to protect the seeds of truth planted tonight
Yeah, so if you're on the ministry team, you're a leader, overseer, come and just gently touch these ones so they know that they're not alone. And very gently pray for them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God.